0: Hey gorgeous, this is episode number 344 and our amazing guest today is Susan Harrow.
1: Hi everyone, I'm Susan Harrow and you are listening to Heart Cells with Christine Schlonsky. Enjoy!
0: Enjoy! I am so super pumped you are here today. In case we have not met yet, I'm Christine Schlonsky, your host of Heart Sells Podcast, where I talk with inspirational, successful, heart centered entrepreneurs and business leaders about how they have built a wildly successful business. Some of my amazing past guests include Bob Burke, John Lee Dumas, Pia Silver, Brian Kurtz, Melanie Benson, and Jill Stanton. To name a few. And today's guest, Susan Harrow. Is the author of the best selling book, Sell Yourself Without Selling Your Soul. And when I learned that about her, I knew I had to get her onto the show. Susan has media trained thousands of CEOs, celebrity chefs, startups, speakers, entrepreneurs, and authors for the past 31 years with her media consultancy, Harrow Communications. She is a world renowned media coach and marketing strategist. And what is also very special about her, she is a martial artist and she almost was sold to to slavery to a Bedouin sheikh in Israel for 10 camels and a mule. So this episode is going to be a ton of fun and is going to bring you lots of inspiration and motivation, I hope. Before we dive in, this episode is brought to you by Heart Sales Academy, where we inspire heart-centered, ambitious entrepreneurs to redefine sales so that you can sell with ease, grace, and confidence while being authentic and really enjoying sales. So let's dive right in. Well, I am so super excited to have you here, Susan. Welcome. Thank you. So fun. Yes. So we had a couple conversations, and I. Just love how excited you also get about sales. We could talk about it all day long. And I love what you're doing now, helping people to get into media because that will really, really push your sales, your credibility and you know everything that comes with it. So let's dive in and have you always been that confident that you are today?
1: Oh, I still don't think I'm confident today. I think confidence is something that we're cultivating all of the time and that we're just growing it and that at mm-hmm. sometimes it ebbs and flows. And really, I think it's something that I work on and it's a practice like anything else like like when we were talking about it's sales and media it's the same it's like and i just wanted to say too because what you were saying like grow your business with media a lot of people are very comfortable online and really moving to the next level is traditional media so it's tv radio Um, Yes, podcasts some high-level podcasts like yours as well as print or online and that is something that a lot of businesses haven't done they focused online and part of your whole strategy and Elevating you to the next level. It's important to start doing media and it's the fastest path to Being coming a thought leader being one. recognized as one yeah. because yeah. people call themselves thought leaders a lot of times, but it doesn't matter. You can't call yourself a thought leader. Other people have to think of you as a thought leader. Yeah.
0: That's, if you're yeah. a thought leader in your world, that's, that's great. Right. If I sit here there say, I, well, I'm a thought leader nobody knows me, then, right. you know, that, that is a challenge. I just found it so interesting that you say you're working on confidence, right? For me, you come across as like super confident and I'm quite sure for the listeners, or if you have some some video material, you come across very confident. And I, I I so agree it is a practice. And most of the people have not been born this way, right? We all have struggled a little bit. So I was just wondering how your path was, because if I just think about all the media that's so intimidating for so many people, just thinking about being on a stage, let alone being on TV with cameras from everywhere and light shining on you. How do you, how do you cope as even if you are a thought leader, even, you know, you have a message, how do you overcome that maybe fear or feeling of being uncomfortable so you can step into the spotlight?
1: One of the things I think that we do that's really important is role play. So to do the actual situation you know that's something that the mormons do when they go out on a mission they actually have a, a real live living room that they do the sales call in because that's the situation they're going to be in so people um, before covid would come to san francisco and i bring them into the same studio that cnn Had and I would give them the experience of being on TV. So we would do satellite where we're looking into the dot, which is now what we're all doing on the computer, right? And also having a big camera, having the lights in their face, having a cameraman there, all of that experience is super important. But before we do that, we work first on their verbal language, like, what do you want to say? What are the most important things to say to the, your audience? And then we move to your facial language, your body language, and your, um, and your comfortability. You know, so it's facial, verbal, body, right? Because that's a whole other thing. Because when people get under pressure, they do strange things. You know, I had one client, you know, sometimes (laughs) blink really fast, sometimes frown. I mean, people do all kinds of crazy things when they're under pressure. So you wanna actually have the real experience. So we go in those stages. What do you want to say? What are your key messages? And what are your key messages that are going to drive sales, that are going to have people engage with you so you can grow your business? So it's not just about being an entertaining guest. It's about being very strategic about what you wanna say and then we prepare we kind of go back into it and say well what questions do we want to set up to give to the media that will then allow you to back into that whatever you want to say and how you want to how you want to be perceived and so when you asked about confidence because it's such a long question i mean it's such a big question about confidence and um the practice of it, I think also practicing it in different mediums, like I've always been an athlete. So I know what it's under pressure to be to be in like a tournament, you know, in tennis, I'm a teach, I was a teaching tennis pro, and I played a lot of tournaments, I did not love it. And I still got nervous every single time. Mm. But I think that part of it is like, what I realized was mindset. And, and I'll, I'll tell you what I mean by that. Like when I was, um, I was on the badminton team in, in high school, and I was, I was my junior year, and I was number two, and there was a senior girl, and she was number one, and she was the best, right? And then they gave us the opportunity to get our own coach. If you were number one, you got, your own, you got a special coach for you, and I thought, well, darn, I want to be number one. And so I thought, well, I need to beat her. I need to beat number 1. And so I I really got it in my mind. I'm like that's what I want. I want to be in num- the number one spot. I need to beat her. And that's what I had in my mind and then I you know, I practiced, practiced, practiced and then I went on to the badminton court and I beat her. So I got my own coach and then she was allowed to challenge me I think once a month. She never beat me again because I psychologically had flipped it. And what's really important when we work on your confidence in media is how do you feel about yourself? What are you here to give? But it's also people take the lead from you and your, and it's not just mindset, it's body set, it's everything set. It's your your resonance in terms of encoding your own self with a resonance that other people feel. And that just happens because of that.
0: Yeah, I, I just love that. And, you know, your book, Sell Yourself Without Selling, I I just love without selling your yeah. soul. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot. I forgot <laughs> this <laughs> important piece of it without selling your soul. Oh, my right, goodness. Right, right. Yes, without selling your soul. I, I just love this idea. And to bring that into TV studio, for example, so that you really can shine. And I, you know, I, I've seen some of your amazing success stories where you help people to get that exposure where they have, you know, broken income ceilings, double, triple, tenfold, whatever their their revenue. There's so much possible if we dream bigger. And I would just say that many entrepreneurs, they don't even think about using media because it seems to be so far away and so difficult to get into it that they don't even go down this path what can an entrepreneur do who's listening right now who you know maybe has some challenges in selling in general feels uncomfortable and now dreaming big or thinking big like wow, I could even be on TV or I could be in Oh Magazine or, you know, you have so many people that you help. What's the first step I can take without
1: being totally overwhelmed? Well, I think podcasting is great as a first step in terms of the verbal part.
0: Mm. If you're
1: comfortable writing, then, you know, they're, I would start, you know, on blogs, but then move up to, you know, can you pitch if you're pitching a business magazine? It's really about making sure that you have the right angle for the right person at the right time. Like what's happening in the culture today that that is married to your skills and abilities and what you have to offer. So we're always looking for a cultural tie-in or a trend, something that's current that you have. And then the key is to be very, very super specific. So in when you, and, and what I wanna say is before you pitch the media, because a lot of people do it back ass words, you wanna have your messaging down. What is it you have to give? Why, why are you different? What are you, um, you know, what is it that's going to make you stand out? And my friend Karen was on, we just did a clubhouse the other day and she's a journalist and she writes for Inc. And she's also been a publicist and is a best selling author. And I said, you know, tell us what, you know, what works for you in a pitch. And she said, someone just pitched me really well the other day. And what they did was they um strong headline, like, this is this is what I want um to talk about. This is why it's relevant to your audience. And why you should interview me so it's got to connect with that exact audience And then she said the person was really polite. It's not making any kind of demands and she's like I know I don't Why do I even need to say that but you you can't imagine and I've experienced this too. how many people are very demanding? I want you to go read my website or whatever No, it's got to be like super concise and tailored exactly to the that person Mm
0: -hmm. and then
1: what she requested is one line of your credibility So when you're pitching someone, it's got to be very succinct and it's got to be credibility that relates to, and this was, by the way, it was a woman pitching confidence and she was a professor at Harvard, you know? And so she said, you know, I have interviewed, you know, 200 people for this book, you know? So she's got the social credibility too, right? And so she put all of that in a very succinct pitch. And, you know, why it's relevant today, I mean, I think, you know, right now we're in International Women's Month, but also there's a crisis of imposter syndrome, right, that just everybody just keeps talking about it over and over again. And I think that instead of talking about imposter syndrome, we want to really focus on how do we maintain our confidence and our presence in any situation, you know, and that that's just another situation where people are in a a situation where they feel like they're an imposter or a culture is saying like, you're not valuable in, in terms of, whatever we're looking at, you know, whether it's inside of a company or an entrepreneur or at a conference, whatever, and to really begin to identify that in ourselves so we can say, what is it in ourselves that we're allowing to have other people treat us this way or position us this way and and start to figure out what that is so we can be presented, so we can present ourselves in the way that we actually want to be perceived and be it. Not just It's not just trying, it. it's, it's like, you have to be it. And I think there's some internal practices mm-hmm. that we focus on that really can shift that. Yeah. So basically, when you be it, you start embodying. It's all about embodiment That
0: thought, right? It's, that all, you... it's all
1: about the embodiment. Yeah. And and, and
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. So how, how can I how can I start there? Just, you know, I'm just thinking about the listeners, not you know, struggling with confidence sometimes, especially in sales conversations. And, you know, when you take it a notch up and you say, well, it's not just that I talk to my soulmate clients. Now I want to be featured by a big media outlet. I want to be on TV. Um, What would be the first step that I can actually identify, obviously, I need a clear picture, well, maybe it's not that obvious, but having a clear picture, what would you teach someone who just starts to embrace
1: the idea of going really big? Mm-hmm. So I think um, one of the, the first things that we do is, you know, identify um, your value to other people. And, and not and this is not your value as a person, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But what is it that you have to give what is in service to people and I and I always ask every client three questions. Um, What's your deepest intention? How do you want to give what's your big vision? And then number two, what do you want for yourself? And that's personally, professionally, physically, financially, emotionally, spiritually, because PR can open up that whole world to you. Who do you wanna meet? What conferences do you want to go to? Who do you aspire to be? And, and how do you want to like live into your future self? Because what we're really looking at is who is your future self that you're going to be moving toward and living into? And then what do you want your audience to do, what action do you want them to take? If it's something as simple as going to your website and signing up for your opt-in, but then how do we want to move them through the sales process so they engage with you? That might be a first engagement or walk into your brick and mortar or give you a call on your 800 number, whatever, buy your book, whatever that is. It's like, what's the first touch and engagement? And then where do you want them to go from there? Because we want to keep our big picture in mind, like of our perfect client always or our perfect customer so when we actually have that super clear who we're reaching in our mind at all time like my mentor samantha who you may be talking to later says write down who your perfect client is and all everything that you want and read that every single day yeah and And that's one of the things that I've been doing, too, like, who are my, my, my perfect clients. And so right now, for me, I really want people who um, are making us and when I say making a difference in the world, they really have the capacity to make the difference. My ideal client is millionaires and billionaires who don't need who who can't who have trouble crafting a message, but who have the financial means that don't have to go through the government or politics in order to get something done bill gates right. is a great example of somebody who does that bill and melinda gates foundation right because they can just take their money and and create you know they're creating like fresh water for people right so that's my super ideal client and then i have some really great clients right now you know like a startup who is um is in the diversity space for skincare and opening it up to to share with um black and brown, trans women over 50 and men, an underserved market. So I love that too. So people who um, you know are not yet millionaires, but have this big vision of shifting some part. And then I've got a 15, 16 year old girl who is, just created a nonprofit or has created a nonprofit for coding for girls who want to shift like women in the workplace, like girls in the workplace. She's already, and so, I love, I, yeah, I know she's 16 and she's got this great vision. And how do we start? She's already got a lot of confidence, but she doesn't have her messaging down. And I think that's really key when, is to know what you want and know the best people that you want to connect with to get there. And then media is the means to do that. Because what we're going to do, what we're we're speaking about, like with the sixteen year old, is like she needs funding, so we're incorporating that into the conversation. Same with the the um, my other client is going to be pitching to venture capital, you know, for venture capitalists. So we need to identify what's going to resonate with that audience, right? And. With the 16 year old girl, we have different audiences that we need to craft messages for. So one audience is girls, come to her site and sign up and get, you know, jump into a class for free, by the way. And then, you know, the second audience is uh, um, people who can fund it or sponsor it, corporations or grant people or other people in other um, companies or nonprofits that are already in the coding. So we really want to think about instead of thinking about like, oh, you know, my confidence or whatever, I think really starting to think about, gosh, who do I want to connect with and what do I want to do? Because that also takes the emphasis off like, oh, you know, I'm too fat or I, I've never done this before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And
0: yeah, I just had to smile like I I'm, I'm too fat. And I, I can see like especially women might have this thought,
1: right? I I can't be in front of a camera right now. Yeah, but a lot of women it's like I it's, you know, what I hear most is, you know, I want to lose 10 pounds before I'll get on TV. But, you know, people are not <laughs> looking at your weight, they're looking at your wisdom, they're looking at your presence, and they don't even notice. And I know for a fact, you know, I've been, you know, 30 pounds thinner. People don't even notice. I notice, you know, I I, I would love to be lose those twenty COVID pounds, but I'm telling you, people don't they're like, you know, you look a little different or whatever. They don't care. You know? It's yeah. it's again, it's your it's how you're shining and and what you wanna do and thinking about the other person. And your, and your goals, and that's not to diminish that I know we have a crisis of confidence in this, um, but I think, and you asked for one specific thing, I'm covering a lot of topics, but I think one thing to get, to start to work on confidence is controlling your mind. Mm. By that, yes. is there something everybody can do super simply, once an hour, bring your mind to focus and just breathe and see if you can clear your mind of thoughts, once an hour, one minute you can start getting control of your mind because if you can control your mind in the moment, then you can control your destiny. And it's the same thing when we have a thought, like I have a process with myself. If I think something nasty about somebody, even walking along, especially in COVID, like, oh my God, I gotta cross the street. I ought to, you know, and who are these COVID carriers? <laughs> you know, I automatically say, I need to reframe that and I need to smile at them and say, hello, how are you doing and think of something good about that person, even if it's like they look like they love their dog, you know, whatever that is. So that's like a mind shift, because, you know, we're all kind of crabby during COVID. And I noticed that I'm, you know, having those kind of thoughts more often. And I practice myself, okay, what is the thought that I can switch in this moment? And then we can do it for ourselves. You know, we, we think, you know, oh, I'm not confident or think, okay, that thought came up, just let it go. And then allow the next thought in to say, what can I do? do to feel more confident in this moment or how can i just let that go for a moment because just a moment by moment thought so we think you know confidence is this big thing that's with us all the time or our thoughts are with us no everything is a moment by moment practice and we apply that same thing to the media which is when we do a media appearance whatever it is we look at that and we say what did we do well and what do we want to shift for next time it's an iterative process and each time we're shifting just a tiny bit that's those 10,000 hours, that's the, that's the practice of the 10,000 hours to be excellent. It's not, and the 10,000 hours is changing something small each time you practice. It's not doing the same thing over and over 10,000 times.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think like at a certain point, you kind of can drop into you. Like being with you, not being in the outside, worrying what other people might be thinking, but just knowing the thoughts you have about you, they're so much more important because that's what you control. You don't control what other people think about you. So why even bother?
1: That's right. I remember Philip Zambardo who did a study, he's at Stanford, did a study on... on, introverts or people who are shy and what what he found was that people who are shy were always thinking about themselves so if you're always thinking about yourself then you're not you're not giving what you your gifts of what you came to give Hmm. so it's actually you know thinking it's actually self-centered to be shy or whatever because you're always thinking what are people thinking about me what 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 about me 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 Instead of thinking like, how can I connect with this person? What can I say? Or what is it that's important for me right now for this person? So I think that breath is so important because we're just a breath away of being confident. We're just a breath away of centering ourselves. So that breath work is really important. And and one of the things that I train all of my clients and my my soundbite course participants, my PR course participants on is the breath. And a super simple one that I actually put in sell yourself without selling your soul so many years ago. Now, breathing is like the thing Mm. to just breathe in for four or six, hold for six, breathe out for six, hold for six. And if you do that even for five minutes and you practice that for five minutes every day, It calms your autonomic nervous system, and you can absolutely do that before every media interview. In fact, I was teaching some DECA kids who were 16-year-olds who are either in leadership track or entrepreneurial track, and I taught them that on the spot. And this one one girl, she's 16, she said, oh, my God, I'm doing it right now, and it works, and I feel confident in this moment. So she went from being nervous and presenting her pitch because she was doing a pitch to investors to in that next moment, she's like, she just was gobsmacked that that actually worked. And she did it. So it didn't even take her five minutes. It took her like 30 seconds mm. to do it. Yeah. yeah. So that's something very practical. That's that's so, so juicy. Before we're
0: going to finish off this episode, I would love to know, what does it mean for you, heart
1: cells? Oh, right. I read you asked that to everybody. <laughs> it means that, I mean really what i love that you know the heart to heart connection it's like all you're doing when you're selling is seeing are you a good match is this person and for me, I want somebody who I learn as much from them as they do from me. Whatever medium, it doesn't matter whether they're selling chocolate, which I would love. Um, if you're out there and you want to get on the medium, you've got chocolate, come on by. Um, or you know, a great snack, a healthy snack, or something. It doesn't matter to me. Like I love, to, I have a mix of clients, so some are like the super socially conscious, and then some are you know like a great food or whatever, whatever that is. Um, But so really it means just um, if I don't like someone, for example, and I don't want them as a client, it's like, are they going to treat me as respectfully and as beautifully and lovely and value me as much as I do them? I look for people who are going to um, just think whatever I do is like so amazing for them. And I look at them the same way. So we're looking at each other and we're saying, how do we bring out the best in each other? And that's our goal, really, bringing out the best in each other as we're moving through this process. Call, you know, you call it sales. I mean, I just, I look at it as like, how can I, what can I do for my the highest good of my client? That's always my question. And and can I do this for? And so I always ask myself before I respond to anybody, um, you know, can I produce results for them? That's what I'm thinking. Can I produce results? Can I get them to where they want to go and beyond? Even holding a bigger vision that they hold uh, mm-hmm. of them for themselves, and and am I capable of bringing them there? That's what I'm thinking about when I'm connecting with somebody.
0: Yeah, beautiful. Thank you so much. So you brought us a wonderful, wonderful gift that I am so excited about. It's the 100 word email that can get the media to call you. I just wanna say that it can get the media to call <laughs> you, right? Not you Nuts. calling the media, the media yeah. calling yeah. you. Yeah. So yeah. Tell, us,
1: tell us about this. Yeah, so um, most, right now, media don't want you to call them on the phone they want you to email so your pitch has to be super short so in this um, pdf we show you how you can just pitch in a hundred words and capture attention and we have three very succinct templates that you can use that you can just fill in your information and it's the exact way that the media wants you to package your information so it's super simple it's free and um we will give you the link to that in the show notes.
0: Yeah, I, I just I just love it, and this is people, this is gold nuggets. So <laughs> make sure
1: you get your heads on it, and then use it right. I love templates. I think, and of course, you can vary them. But we, it's a place to start. You know, to see what what has worked for other people. And again, like I think that people, when they think they, they need to pitch anything, it needs to be like super long, but no, it actually needs to be super short to capture attention. Then they'll reach out to you and ask you for more information. And that's the next step.
0: Yeah, wonderful. Well, thank you so, so much. What would you like to leave us with? It can be a quote, it can be some great advice. How would you like to close off this episode?
1: i would like to say that whatever you have no waiting that start to do media now whatever it is even if it's just a local tv show get started somewhere like take the step and then start to be able to practice so before you do that get the, that messaging down then pitch the media go to your you know get booked on your local TV or your local newspaper and begin there. Even a, even a um, we have those community newspapers, you can even start, you can start there. Yeah. Start somewhere and start now. Start.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you so, so much. It was such a pleasure. And I'm really looking forward to having another opportunity to have an episode with you. So thank you so, so much. Have a great one. I hope you are as inspired as I am by this conversation. Hop on over to christineschlonsky.com. Find the podcast tab and episode number 344. There you have the show notes page with the show notes, the key points, all the resources we talked about, and all the links you need to connect to Susan. Also, I want to thank you if you already have subscribed and if you have rated and reviewed Hard Sales Podcast. A shout out today to Sales Pro. Two who has left us a five-star review, saying genuinely heart-led and inspiring. One thing I truly enjoy about Christine and her Heart Cells podcast is her level of conscious questioning. She connects with her guests in an intentional way to really get the goods for her listeners. Thank you, Christine. The world needs more heart-centered thought leaders like you. Well, thank you so, so much for stopping by SalesPro2 and for leaving us this wonderful review. It totally made my day. Thank you so much for being here, for having tuned in today. The next episode with Susan Harrow is gonna be a lot of fun as well because we are talking about the missing link in manifesting everything. And this is an episode where it would be good if you are in a quiet environment because Susan is going to take us through a very interesting exercise and you can find out about it next Friday. Thank you so much for being here. Have a wonderful day wherever you are in this beautiful world. And I'm saying bye for now.